Welcome to Brother Brother, a podcast that's part therapy, part tongue in cheek, and all real talk. Um, how's it been going, John? Uh, it's been going well. Uh, week away or less than a week away from Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, uh, I've already had one Thanksgiving meal, so I'm primed for the feast that is to come. Mm. I'll tell you one thing that's not going well. That fucking intro. That was garbage. And I'm, I apologize. You should. It was terrible. I was like, what What was that? <laughs> uh, how have you been doing, though? Okay. I've got an earache. Um, I don't know what's going on with that. It's just, I don't know. My body's like, oh, you're on vacation. Now it's time to get sick. So it, that's unfortunate. It's no fun, but hopefully. Like, I was looking up. Is it okay to fly with an earache? And I guess depending on w- where where in the ear the earache is, uh, will determine whether or not that's a good idea. I guess I'll find out when I fly on Tuesday. If it's not better by then, we should always go and see someone before then. <laughs> uh huh. It's not that big of a deal. I've got I've got some medication for it, so you know. I mean, there's nothing that, that they can really do. Except, you know, because it just has to heal. I mean, it's getting better, but whatever. Nobody cares about that. Let's let's uh, get in the news. You have some quick updates? I do have some quick updates. Just some stories that we had uh, touched on in the past that I wanted to give some resolution on. Um, for those of you who remember uh, the Mike Pence NFL protest slash publicity stunt where he walked out on the Indianapolis Colts game. Uh, after having flown from D.C. to uh, Indianapolis and then flying um, from Indianapolis to Vegas. So about the the total number has finally come in, and that stunt for him being at the game for about 30 minutes cost the taxpayers about uh, $400,000. About $250,000 alone in flight costs, uh, as in addition to transportation, security, Blah, 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 blah. Um, the most fucked up thing about it is that the local police department um, Indianapolis uh, and as well as uh, local law enforcement, they spent about $14,000 just on personnel and overtime and have not been reimbursed for that. So Indiana, uh, Indianapolis and Indiana, you paying for that. Um, some other updates. Papa John's apologized for his comments. Um Concerning the fact that you know the NFL was the reason for their um, for their downturn in profits. Uh, additionally, for those of you who remember, this was a while ago. The Cornell student John Greenwood uh, attacked some people while on campus while yelling some racial slurs. Uh, he had already been charged with assault, but finally was charged with a hate crime. Uh, so he'll be looking at additional charges and a stiffer penalty. And last but not least. We covered a couple of weeks ago the story of Brianna Brochu, a University of Hartford student who did all the despicable stuff trying to get rid of her minority roommate, including licking her utensils, putting uh, moldy creams into her lotion, uh, wiping her tampon, her used tampon, on her property, and supposedly sticking her uh, toothbrush in her butt. That is so fucking bizarre. Like, <laughs> how do you I hate mean, someone I, that much I, that you put 
exactly. Uh, to, unless you're like a fan of things in your butt, then you're like, whatever. I'm, it's it's double win win for me. But if that's not what you're about, and which kind of makes me think that's what she's about. Uh, but if that's not what you're about, like that, you're going a long way to. That's a special, like that's a special kind of hate. I, you know, it's just. I don't know. I, I can't imagine hating somebody so much that I'm sticking a toothbrush up my ass. Voluntarily sticking a toothbrush up my ass. Like that is just so. That's so fucking weird. It's so weird. It's so weird. Why would you do that? Um, the thing about it, is you could just poop and then wipe the toothbrush in the poop. Like, right? You don't. Yes, exactly. If you want to put fecal material on a toothbrush, there's so many other ways to do it. You don't. What? Clean your toilet. Clean the toilet there bowl with it. There you, know? you go. Like. All those other ways that don't involve you sticking a toothbrush in your butthole. Because, like, uh, if somebody told me they did that, like, yeah, I got revenge on them by sticking a toothbrush up my ass, uh, their toothbrush on my ass, I would be like, you, you stuck your toothbrush up their ass? But, but, but dog, though, you know, one that's messed up, but... Toothbrush really? in the butt. That, that's, that's the route you went. Yeah. Toothbrush in the butt? Um, uh, and... So she's facing uh, still pretty weak charges, third-degree criminal mischief, second-degree breach of peace. Um, but the New York Times reports that the West Hartford, Connecticut Police Department uh, will be requesting that Brochu also be slapped with the felony charge of, in- of intimidation based on bigotry or bias, um, which obviously would cover a heavier um, charge. So those are my quick updates. Yeah, so let's talk about some of the stuff, you know, just been going around in the news. First, I just want to, I'm always, I don't care. Any update, I'm going to talk about this movie, and, and that's Black Panther. And have you seen the Black Panther posters? I think I pointed those out to you. Um, and those things are just absolutely beautiful, from the villains to the heroes to the supporting cast. It just has a beautiful cultural feel to it, and everyone looks badass. Like, it's... I'm so excited for this movie, um, and I kind of feel like it's going to be, it's going to be like the way Wonder Woman was for for DC, which is saying a lot considering that Marvel has actually made some good movies. What, what do you mean by well, that like, one? If you look at Man of Steel, and Batman vs. Superman, and Suicide Squad, and then Wonder Woman came out, it was just like head over, head over shoulders better than everything that came before it by like a discernible margin and not just the fact that it was a better that it was you know better storytelling visually was great the acting was great i think that it was like what it represented uh, as a fact of it being like a obviously a a female-led woman power movie i think that that's what black panther is going to be for the marvel universe it's going to be this cultural okay. revolution I, I... and it's and it's going to be an amazing movie with amazing actors, with amazing action, with amazing storyline. It just looks like a movie that won't have many weaknesses. Yeah, and I just hope that people actually come out to see this one. Like that's what I'm, I'm concerned about. That see, I'm, I'm not concerned about that. People aren't going to see it because it's a black led movie. I'm not concerned about that because I, I feel like those people. Um, I feel like even. The obviously the most hardy of racists will be like, "Fuck this! I'm not giving my money to." 
it's not e- it's not even a racist thing. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is because uh, I, I know what you're I know what you're people, saying. You know, I mean, I just I I've got that 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 concern and like that's the concern. That's why we don't. That's the excuse rather why we don't see a lot of these movies because like people aren't going to come out to see a black character and like I don't want this movie to prove that to be true. I'm I, like I want this to be a, a slam dunk blockbuster and I'm hoping. Uh, and, I mean, one of the problems with that types of those types of movies are black people don't actually come out to see them, you know. So like I hope a lot of people come out and see them, and not just black people, but people of, of all colors and and, and walks. Well, that's the reason why I'm not worried about it because the one thing I got from people of all different generations, walk, um, backgrounds, um, races, like the thing that most people got out of Civil War was just how amazing the Black Panther was. Like, that was one of the things that people who knew him were impressed at how well they did with him, and even though it wasn't, like, he didn't have a huge amount of screen time. Like, he had as much as any other Avenger who wasn't Captain America or Iron Man. But, like, people who didn't know, who don't know comics were like, that Black Panther dude was awesome. The way he, his aura just exuded on the movie screen. I, 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 I don't think it's going to be an issue. I'm kind of with you or I think like the big thing will be will black people come out? Because if they do I think it's going to be a smash success. I think it's going to be a smash success but I think if a huge part of the black um, population comes out then yeah it's going to be amazing. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, I cannot wait. Oh, my God, February cannot come f- fast enough. But speaking about movies, and this is a case where they got it wrong. Um, so nominations came out for, was it the Golden Globes? Yeah. And, again, in an, an era that I think is way more egregious than The Martian, somehow Get Out is a comedy. Yeah, and um, even Jordan had something to say about it. it was like if anything it's a documentary it's like what about racism do you all think is funny and like the excuses are that um it, yeah the excuses are that it, it was put there as a comedy because of a you know competition reasons which are to an certain extent are, are um truthful and legitimate but at the same time it points out that the golden Globes are kind of a a bit of a joke like i i of all the um, award shows, I think the Golden Globes I kind of like the best just because it actually nominates movies that people actually see. Um, but this is a prime example of why all that is wrong because, you know, uh, I think of the year um, The Martian got its Oscar, it was also nominated as a comedy and won there, even though it's just nothing comedic about it. It's like you can just put these. Um, weird movies in certain categories just to, you know, bolster your chances just so that you can put Golden Globe winner next to it. But then, I mean, there's also that it's a, uh, it, it brings up a more important issue about like what the movie is. And a lot of people were talking about how this was like an important movie. It had a, a it was a great way to broach a really important topic that people are often unwilling to talk about you know it's talking about racism and all that because it really is a movie where um you go into it with your you kind of go into it with your own baggage and your own baggage and your own life experiences really determines how that movie affects you like 
I think a lot of people it opened their eyes, and then for some, there's like, you know, I've been here before. I've I've been the I, I need to get out of here type of situation, and so it's unsettling to see an important movie just just you know, I I guess abuse is the word I would I would use. It makes uh, me wonder what if he'll win. Um... I mean, it's such a great movie, and it's such, obviously, lots of people, like you said, are trying to rationalize it with, uh, we're trying to get votes so that we can get nominations later for the big picture for the Oscars, but it's one of those things where it's like, stop doing this bullshit. Like, it, The Martian wasn't a comedy. Get Out's not a fucking comedy. Yeah, there are funny parts into it, but if you need to make a new genre to appreciate the movies that are coming out, do that. But don't, like, don't spit in their face and... and trivialize the piece of work that they've made yeah i mean don't undermine what what they're doing just to get wins um yeah it's i mean it's hollywood being hollywood unfortunately and talking about hollywood ryan johnson is um getting he'll be helming a new uh star wars trilogy after this uh trilogy that we're involved in right now and and apparently this tr- new trilogy will have nothing to do with like skywalkers or anything like that it's supposed to introduce a bunch of new characters and being a part of the star wars universe we haven't seen before i'm all for it um the one thing that i think scares me about star wars and kind of the marvel movies and the superhero movies in general is just like oversaturation of the market where it's just every 12 to 15 months you're like new Star Wars, new Star Wars, new Star Wars new Star Wars if they keep telling the same stories with the same faces after a while you're like we get it the, the Skywalker saved the universe we get it so it, it'll be nice to see um, the exploration of of a new area of the Star Wars um, genre because it's so wide there's so many things like you can go forward and backwards in time you can go linear in the sense of talk about side characters who have these amazing stories. You don't have to stick to selling the things that, you know, always sell. I don't need a Yoda story. I'm excited for a Han Solo story mainly because I get to see um, a little bit of his background that I don't know, and I get to. You're alone on that. I'm no, not. I, I'm not I, I take that back. Exactly, you're not you're alone. You're the minority on that one, actually. I don't. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 Maybe. Maybe yeah, that's true. Maybe that's true. It's pretty. Maybe sure that's true. Proven. Um, no, it hasn't been really. Proven. When Cinema Chat, I thought they all were for it. I I know that. I'll, no, I'll have to go back. I will. I don't listen to that show. Um, but yeah. So I. Anyways, the point of the matter is, there are a bunch of characters who I'd love to see. I'd love to see a Grandma Tarkin. Um, not a Grandma Tarkin. <sighs> a um, God, what's his name? What's the blue dudes? Admiral Thrawn. I'd love to see an Admiral Thrawn. No. Um, what should call it? When mm. because you can do Admiral Thrawn. You could do how he rose so quickly to the rank of Admiral and how. Here, here's why. I want to see something that actually has some weight and consequences. And when they keep going back to these, like Han Solo has no weight or consequences. If they did an Obi Wan movie, it would have no weight or consequences. I'm just, you know, and and I'll admit that the one hole in my argument, Brent did point this out, is that. Rogue Squadron is like my favorite of of the I mean not Rogue Squadron Rogue One is like my favorite of the Star Wars movies and that's basically a prequel that it, to a certain extent had no weight 
It's not or, to a certain or, uh, extent. Consequences it had no to it. consequences. You know they get away with it in the end. Right. Well, they could have. They could have done it. Well, they could have. No, well, you know they matter. get away. With I, it. I would. I would just say this: that they could have done it where they actually failed, and it was a, another group that did it. But I mean, that, that that's neither here nor there. But I mean, I, I I acknowledge that that is like, I guess the hole in the argument. But I just think I, I'm tired of, of not moving forward. You know, with my my media because I just feel like it's safe. Like for instance, they're talking about a um. Lord of the Rings prequel television show. Like, who wants this stuff? Who wants that? I do. A Lord of the Rings yeah, prequel? Yes. Well, here's the thing. Like, so, I I know you play video games, but I don't think you've played the Shadow of Mordor video game. Like, there's so many stories from the Salmarinian and the time, the basically the lost time between when the ring comes back. Like, there's so many amazing stories. There's so many amazing oh. creatures and beasts and gods who who yeah, have yeah, nothing okay, to do okay, with okay. the later stories that are still amazing stories. Okay, if we were talking about that that show, okay, I would be all about it. But that's not what they're talking about. They're doing uh, – it would be after The Hobbit and right before Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I wouldn't want to see that. Because the thing about that is, there's something really interesting happening between the Hobbit and and the Lord of the Rings. You know, like the the elves yeah. are in are in the Riverlands. The men are fighting amongst themselves, and the dark forces outside of goblins who are attacking dwarven holds, like you know, Sauron's forces are just licking their wounds behind the walls. Like, there's nothing. What story is there to tell in that? Also, nerd alert. Yeah, nerd alert. Sorry, we got <laughs> off the rails. Um, and some funnier news: uh, Cards Against Humanity uh, bought using a using some of their funds as well as a, I think it was like a GoFundMe or something along those lines. Maybe they took. I think they might take contributions from purchases of their games uh, to buy a large swath of land along where the Trump Wall is going to go, so that should the wall ever be built, which I don't think it will, but should it ever be built that they can make through court um, injunctions and um, basically through ownership, they can make it difficult, certainly not impossible, but definitely difficult, excuse me, definitely difficult to um, to complete the Trump wall. It's just one of those funny ways that people are resisting this piece of shit administration that we are currently living under. Yeah. Good on him. Yeah, good on him. And speaking of pieces of shit, uh, Robert Mugabe, the longtime uh, leader of um, is it Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. Is Zimbabwe the country that changed names? Or am I thinking of what? when Zaire went to became the Congo? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's many countries in, in Africa that have changed names. Well, anyways. So. When you... oh, no, 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 you're right. They did, well, anyways, Mugabe, piece of shit, typical African strong man, has used the military to hold on control for years. Um, he basically, the military took over power in a peaceful coup. Um, and right now he's sort of just a figurehead. He wants to serve out the rest of his term um, with elections coming, I believe, early next year. And the military, I don't think, is having it. Um, it really makes me wonder what 
push them to go at this point. I mean, he's like in his 90s. So it's not like they could not have done this earlier. I really wonder what was the domino that they were like, get this dude out. uh, From what I understand, and I'm not an expert in African um, politics, but from what I understand, his wife was uh, putting herself in a position where she would take over uh, after he passed. And from everything I hear, people have been saying that he she overplayed her hand. So I'm and, and once again, I don't know this for certain, but from what I gather, it seems like she must have done something that pissed off the right people and that's why uh they kind they're they're going out of their way to get him out of office so that they can consolidate control over who they want to be in charge it really blows my mind to think about some of the issues around the world you know everyone bitches about trump and he is doing a lot of bad things he and the republicans and you know to a certain extent the democrats as well but like just imagine living in an African nation where it's like a dude and his wife or his kids just basically bounce around power. And even though there's famine or oil shortages or a massive de- uh, depreciation of your currency, that there's just nothing you can do. And you can't leave. You know, it's you, there's, most people don't have the money, the resources to just be like, you know what, I think I'm going to move to Europe, you know. You're just stuck in a place. I mean, generations and generations have been living under this dude who's just been abusing his power forever. Yeah, I can't imagine either. Um, I think with that, we're going to move on to Asshat of the Year. Um, uh, uh, Hero of the uh, Year? Reg, I got some bad news. What? It's actually time for Cop Watch. I swear I keep saying this, and I don't understand why I have to keep saying this, but did we not end this? I could have sworn this Listen, was it's over. been like two or three episodes, and I thought we were in the clear. You know, you, you make it two weeks, you're like, by the third week, three straight weeks means, you know, police brutality is over. I'm pretty sure that is the law of the land, but couldn't quite make it. Um, as many of you have heard, this is a – I'll be quick with this. There were there was so much to choose from this week. The last probably seven to ten days have been pretty bad with some police things. Um, the two New York cops who were charged with raping a teen who was in custody um, have resigned. Um, they're still obviously charged, and it'll be interesting to see uh, if they will cut a deal or if the prosecutor will take it all the way to uh, trial uh, and just go after these guys. Um, a little side note to that, uh, the local government and the police departments in New York City um, just passed a um, resolution or uh, ordinance basically preventing um, police officers, uh, prison um, officials, and those in law enforcement from having sex with suspects and those in prison, which kind of asks the question of why was that law even necessary? Why wasn't that already written into place? (sighs) In other terrible news, LAPD officers uh, accidentally filmed themselves planting drugs on a suspect. Um, Suspect was caught 
they arrested him, or they detained him. Uh, the officer, one of the officers, found some, or produced some cocaine, uh, and then put it into the wallet, walked back over to where his commanding officer was um, talking with the suspect, who was saying that, you know, I haven't done anything, you guys shouldn't be doing this to me. And he goes, hey, look what I found in his wallet, basically filming him discovering it. Now, um, some police apologists have said that possibly they had discovered it beforehand and then put it back so basically so that they could record what they had already done. But, I mean, if you believe that shit, I got a bridge to sell you. Exactly. Um, I saw the, the evidence in the video, and it's just... I, I don't understand. What, what boggles my mind about this is not only did they plant it, but they don't even know how their own, like, it is because of gross incompetence that we're seeing a lot of this planning of evidence come to light because the reason we saw this is he starts a recording as um, he quote unquote discovers the, the uh, drugs, but these cameras are set up in a way that they record the first 30, uh, they record 30 seconds before you you uh, hit the button from so from what I understand they're like always recording but they're just not keeping the recordings until you hit the button and they keep the first you know the 30 seconds before you know is, is what gets kept in the recording so when he hit the button it records the 30 seconds before he hit the button where he's actually planning the evidence so it's like uh, you know, there's one that that's just gross incompetence. Two, this guy they already had him because he was running. He he had tried to avoid them right and was on a police chase sort of thing. So, why they needed to up the charges beyond me? And then three, are cops just running around with drugs? You know, where are they getting these drugs that they're just planting on people? That's what I want to know. That's a bigger problem. And that to me. I think is the thing that is. I guess it's just so scary. When you think about it, one, these officers control what they record and keep. Like, if he had just been slightly more intelligent, this never would have come out. And it's one of those things where it's like, there are two areas of law enforcement. I mean, there are lots of areas of law enforcement I'd like to fix. But my first two fixes would be, if you are wearing, uh, if you have a, a body cam and it's not on, like, throw that case out. Like throw yeah, it out. I'm kind of. I, I kind of feel like that's where we need to move as as a society because right now I'm not saying I am. And and I'm and, and people are like not all cops. I don't. I don't trust any of them. Screw that. Not screw that. Not all cops. Not all men. And not all. Anytime you say not all, it's like I f you're giving cover to the ones that we're talking about or, or the people we're talking about in a conversation. And if if you cannot. Like, I'm sorry, but the credibility just isn't there anymore. It's just not. We're seeing too many examples where people lie. And I'm like, I could see if if we started to see these uh, false reports and then another officer comes and says that's not how it happened, then maybe we could go back, you know, because the credibility gap starts to go the other way. But that's not what we're seeing. We're seeing lies, and it's only coming out when these body cams are, are, are being shown. So uh, until we're at a point where we can trust every single person because every, all the bad ones are actually gone, then yeah, I think the bad ones are spoiling the bunch and just, just, 
there's not a point where we can just say because they've got a badge or whatever that they're trustworthy because we know that there are a lot of them that aren't and and only gets caught because of um you, you know they when they get caught in their own lies like there are these uh i i read this week about these 15 men who are being released from um jail because a bunch of detectives got together and they were just lying on their own police reports and things like that. So it's like we're, we're seeing a, so many people who are, are, you know, with the Innocence Project and other organizations like that, there are framed people who are wrongly imprisoned and have been there for years. And it's just it's a shame that that's where we are at. But until we find a reason to – a way to deal with that, and until we find people who are willing to police themselves and – yeah, I, I just think that's. What I just we're don't at. understand, like, especially considering, and I, I know that um, obviously there's a financial aspect of this, but there are enough people who need jobs that we should have people who literally spend what you do for a living. I watch police dash body cams to see if shit happens. Like it, I, I don't, I don't care if you got to pay a bunch of people who literally just sit there and watch stuff on one and a half, two times speed, because. We should be know. We should know what our law enforcement is doing. It reminds me of um, this one Batman comic where, like, um, it might be a retirement party for uh, what's his name, Commissioner Gordon, and he's holding up that police key for his cuffs, and he talks about like I. He's like, this is our most serious responsibility because we have the power to take away someone's rights, to take away someone's livelihood, to take away someone's freedom. And I think that's a thing that a lot of people in the public have forgotten. It's like when corrupt police, when corrupt policing occurs, it's not just that you're inconveniencing someone. You are potentially taking their livelihood away. If you get arrested and charged, you may lose your job. You may be taking their freedom away if they are arrested and removed from society. And then you may be taking their life away if you put them in prison and all of a sudden they're in this shark tank where they have to do whatever to survive or they just lose that time away from their family away from their life just sitting in a cell wasting away so we as a society need to be policing our police officers more and need to look at them as suspect until they prove that they have rid themselves of the corruption and stop defending the bad apples because I think that's really one of the big issues. But yeah. um, but moving mm-hmm. on, um, another terrible incident. A man, a Lindo Johnson, was shot while um, sitting in his own vehicle. So initially his vehicle was malfunctioning. Its, it's um, alarm was going off and a concerned citizen called the police. Um, which... It's not. I don't think that's an issue. I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, if if you see someone sitting in a vehicle and the alarm's going off, you're probably like, "Hey, what the fuck's going on?" But, um, like the whole idea that this man sitting in his car within ten seconds of the police arriving, he had been shot the first time in his stomach um, while being pulled out of his. He was then pulled out of his car, um, and for some odd reason, the officers attempted a cavity search while he was cuffed on the ground. He uh, he reacted to that and was angry and then was shot a second time in the back. Um, the guy who shot him was a 10-year veteran. He's on leave. Um, obviously, the lawyer and victim are demanding the body and dash cam, which the authorities are not appreciating with it. 
And I told you that story so I could tell you this story. Um, while that happened to a man of color shot within 10 seconds while sitting in the vehicle he owned, um, a white man who went on a chase and then stabbed three, co- three cops was somehow taken alive with no shots fired. Now let me say that one more time. Man goes on a chase. After the chase, it attacks and stabs three different cops. Taken alive without a shot fired. So if you don't think there's some level of racial bias or discrimination in policing, it is instances like that that we point to where we say, what the fuck? Yeah, because, I mean, I can't imagine a person of color stabbing cops. I mean, when when they're getting killed, just, you know, unarmed, let alone with, you know, when when they're like, well, I thought his phone was a gun. Bullshit. You know, this guy actually stabs three people. And it's just I'm not saying that the proper response was for them to have killed this guy. But I think the proper response is that we need to stop killing unarmed people. people of color. Right, because, I mean, you don't correct injustice by doling out more injustice. <laughs> but I, I just think that, like, this is exactly what The equality we about. need is the ability to stab someone and be taken alive, not to be shot on the street. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully this will be the last cop watch. Uh, we'll see if we can make the three-week uh, margin in the next three weeks. But enough of this. Quickly, let's go to the ass, hat, and the hero of the year. The nominees are... Ass, hat of the year. Uh, do you have a nominee? Because I've, I've, I've got a double nominee. Oh, hit us with them both. Um, as you know, if unless you've been living under a rock somewhere, there's been a lot of problems lately and a lot of... Um, accusations about sexual harassment and sexual assault that have been coming out. Uh, A lot of victims are coming out to let people know that, you know, this isn't, you know, this is a problem that we need to address. And we're finally at a point now in our society where we're actually addressing this and actually um, listening to these, these victims. Um, But there are still a lot of people who seem to just continue to get it wrong. Um, We talked about, uh, the people defending Roy Moore and, and claiming that, hey, he did nothing wrong. You know, people, preachers coming out and saying that what he did is no different than Joseph and Mary and, and you know, despicable shit like that. But uh, along those lines, I wanted, I wanted to nominate uh, Gabby Douglas and, and Lena Dunham. Uh, he, yesterday, I opened up Twitter and, and it's just Lena Dunham, Gabby Douglas blowing up my feed. And I was like, what the hell is going on now? But, um, Gabby Douglas, uh, after one of her teammates um, uh, shared a message about, uh, you know, being a victim uh, by the the coach of the um, gymnast team, uh, she came out and said that women, basically victim blaming, saying that women need to dress more provoc- uh, less provocatively so that they don't get, you know, they don't entice that type of attention. And then also along those lines, uh, there was a uh, one of the what writers or producers of girls oh, one of the producers. was accused of uh, rape Pro- allegations. Yeah, one of the producers, the longtime producer. 
Yeah, and Lena Dunham basically came out and uh, kind of shamed her, and you know, and Lena Dunham supposedly is or supposed to be, air quotes, a, a big feminist, but you know, a lot of people called her out and was like, it's only feminism. It's not feminism if you're only supporting it when it's not your friends and things like that. So uh, they both came out and apologized for, you know, victim blaming. And I think with the Lena Dunham thing, I don't, that's still developing, but from what I understand, there might be more to the story than we're, we're seeing. But I think the point is, is just like, we can't go out here blaming victims, um, you know, until, we have like more information like that. That's not, that shouldn't be the first thing that we do is, is slut shame and things like that. And and that's really why it's like in this day and age, people should know better. Like we should all know it better, especially these people. That's the thing that kills it for me. It's just like for Gabby Douglas, it's like, this is your teammate. Like this is a person you train with day in, day out. This is a person you guys um, quote unquote went to war with, you know, as, lots of sports people like to use that euthanism. Uh, it's just the idea that the idea that you would equate how someone dresses to the actions of someone else is just insane to me. Uh, especially to someone you can supposedly is your friend. And not to mention the fact that it's like, yo, this woman wasn't raped when she was drunk in a bar. This woman was sexually assaulted by a doctor in a position of power. And as for Lena Dunham, like, I'm sorry, I can't fucking stand her. She's like, she's the epitome of fake bullshit liberal, like especially like middle class, comfortable suburban white liberals. Like that idea where that they love to champion shit where the, when they don't have to worry about getting dirty, where there are no consequences for their words and for their actions. And then when something happens to their friend or something that rubs them a little bit wrong because it sort of. Um, marks on them then they come out just full force angry at everybody and even i know there are some allegations that um this uh, this miller guy who uh that he potentially may have been uh being extorted or that this that there was evidence that um contradict that it was you know that it wasn't consensual or that even even happened whatever um even if that is true like you don't have to say anything like, just wait till that evidence comes out and then be like, I'm glad my buddy who I've worked with for a long time was cleared, yada, yada, yada. The idea that, that the first thing you do as a supposedly feminist icon is to attack a woman after you've said so many times, believe them, believe them. It's just so contradictory. It's just so wrong. Yeah. Um and and here's another one <laughs> I want cause just because I think it's a it's a what the fuck kind of story. But um, an uh, Ohio state lawmaker um, who has been very much you know the f- quote unquote family values anti gay um, surrogate uh, Wesley Godman yeah. Goodman <laughs> um, he ha- resigned his office uh, because he was caught having sex with a man in his office and it's just one of those i don't understand the hypocrisy of it i mean i just you know people are always like the people who are the loudest are often the most guilty but what i don't understand is in this day and age if you're gay just be gay i don't why the need to hide it why the need to 
I just the self hate is just something I'll never. I guess I'll just never be able to wrap my head around. Um, and I, I don't know that he's gonna win, but the nomination for this week. But I just thought it was an interesting story. It's just it's so weird that, like you say, the self hate. Why do that to yourself? You know, if you want. Right. Be why be in a party? Be gay. Why be in a party that that would make you do that? You know, would make you feel like you have to. You have to work against your own people, against your own self-interest and your own self. I just can't imagine having that on my life, just being like, I'm going to act completely against everything I am and everything that I love just to appease people. Right, it's like being an atheist, but being a priest, you know, and trying to work your way up to cardinal exactly. and, and pope. I'm like, why do yeah, that? It's okay, be you. You only, As far as we know, we only get one life, so live that, live it. Be true right. to yourself. Um, well, I my vote's kind of for Gabby and and, Len, and Lena. I, I would give it to Lena Dunham personally. I just I, and on top of things, I, like people always point to Lena Dunham as some sort of feminist icon and lefty, and but whenever it's pointed to, whenever people bring her up in in those respects, I always see as much hate it seems on both sides, like. You know, lefties and progressives like Lena Dunham's not really one of us, and then people on the right are like Lena Dunham sucks. So like, I like, so I question who actually thinks that she is this icon. Like, who, who are these people? Twenty mid twenties to late to mid to late thirties white suburban women. The women who basically the people who watch girls, the people who who want to be comfortable um, protesters and resistors. The one who want to be like. I'll make a sign and I'll do one march, but I'm not actually going to tell my husband to stop being a misogynist or to stop being a racist. Or to... It's those fake... And this is the reason why... And this is a tangent. This is for a, a... It's for another show. But it's the whole idea, the difference between progressives and liberals. Like that cookie-cutter corporate liberal who wants to be able to feel good about themselves because they're not, quote-unquote, you know, fire-burning racist while not really actually doing anything to help improve race relations, social justice, yada, yada, yada. That's um, Those are the only people who think she's a hero. They're like, did you see how strong her character was in Girls? She's such a, she's teaching women to be strong. It's like, no. She's teaching middle class suburban women to be comfortable with... No, I can't stand her. Can't stand her. Alright, let's move on to Hero of the Year. And my then. heroes... Of the year uh, nominee are some students in uh, Texas. So these students at this Texas middle school um, were staged a walkout protest in response to the lack of action held by their school and school district in regards to a teacher who, when a student was speaking Spanish in her class, she said, we speak English here, you should move back to Mexico. And somehow saying this to a student the administration and the um, district faculty didn't think it was necessary to suspend or even punish this this teacher, and the students weren't having any of that shit. Um, Texas obviously is a very diverse area. They have a lots. Uh, they have a, a very big Latino population um, of multiple generations, and this student who was speaking Spanish was not an immigrant, is an American citizen, was just speaking Spanish to a fellow classmate who also spoke Spanish. 
So it's good to see, again, this is one of those beacons of hope in the darkness where you're like, this generation is getting its, its, its sea legs, it's learning to be brave and is not holding back against people in power. They're not going to, you know, they're not sitting back. And it's good to see that, you know, you hope that as these kids go into high school, college, and further on, that they will teach that to their fellow classmates, to their friends, their family, eventually their children. And maybe this will be a generation that fights for everyone, especially the vulnerable. So they're my nominees for the Hero of the Year. Yeah, uh, kudos to them, and uh, we salute you. I, I really like that... that um young people and people, I mean, I would even throw in people our age are actually, you know, getting more involved. I feel like we're, we're at a point where we realize that we can't, that, you know, things are messed up and we're actually going to start doing something about it. And we can't wait on the baby boomers who just seem to be the worst generation in the history of, of America. And, and, and I'm comfortable saying that. Cause I mean, there were generations that had slavery and shit. And the way that this generation is just fucking everyone over at every turn is just... Yeah. But enough of that. It's time to get into our main topic. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main... Today, we just want to talk about a few things that are just like, why is this still a thing? You know... It's 2017, and we've we've both been talking about this recently, really kind of long term, but uh, specifically recently, just being shocked on the number of issues that have become partisan, whether it's Nazis, whether it's the good or bad of punching Nazis, and I don't know what the bad of punching Nazis is other than if you break your hand, uh, the history of the Civil War, what caused it, pedophilia, sexual assault, so many things are just somehow become partisan or the apologists are somehow gaining traction so we just want to discuss a few things that question you know why is this still a thing yeah and i think my number one why this still a thing um would have to be and yeah this is why it's still a thing uh civil the civil war like why are we still arguing over why that was fought i don't understand uh every time there's talk about um uh these monuments people want to bring up the civil war and what it was actually about and i'm like why why are we still talking about what it's actually about it's actually about slavery that's you know full stop you know even if you want to say it's uh states rights what were the states fighting to have their rights you know what were the what right did the states want to have? Well, it was the right to free labor, slavery. So, you know, you, even when you look at the uh, secession papers and, and uh, the declarations of succession, rather, you see slavery all throughout just about every um, state that seceded. You see slavery within um, those those declarations. So why all of a sudden is this like a taboo? Yeah, the perversion of, of of history is just mind-blowing to me. And again, that kind of leads into one of my big things, and I mentioned it in the intro, fucking Nazis and white supremacists. I, I sit back and I look at what happened in Charlottesville, and obviously 
it's disgusting to see what happened with those white supremacists, with those neo-Nazis. But the thing that kills me even more is the idea that we have all these people who are trying to rationalize. Oh, they're not neo-Nazis. They're, they're not white supremacists. It's about free speech. Oh, they're not neo-Nazis. Uh, they are just misguided. They're, it's like, no, these people are Nazis. We fought Nazis. There's never been a time where Nazis have been cool. Why is this a thing? Why are we not confronting this outright? And, you know, the kind of the answer is the fact that we have Nazis in the White House. Um, but, again, you think of, you look at a country like Germany. Can you imagine if Germany, um, sort of tying the Nazis and the Civil War together, can you imagine if Germany were having big debates about what caused World War II and what caused the extermination of the Jews? Yeah, and I think... When, when we were talking about this stuff, I think what it really comes down to is wanting to defend the people in your own camp and, and not wanting to criticize them. So it comes to a point, and I think this is just a, a place that unfortunately we're at, well, some people are at, where tribalism and your team is more important than you like winning is basically more important than anything um because i mean you look at the roy moore thing and like why is pedophilia a partisan issue now people coming out saying that it's okay for a 32 year old man to date a 14 year old as long as he has the mother's per permission it's like that is some next level bonkers bullshit like how do you fix your mouth to say something like that knowing that if a 32 year old came to date your 14 year old son or daughter you would flip your not shit like, not you like know? that like it's illegal like let's just get to that point the age of consent is not 14 i'm sorry it is illegal it might be in alabama it's, not, it's 16 i checked uh, i know okay you would think i mean listen if of the states where it would where it might be like 12 you'd think alabama would be on that short list but they're not somehow um but again, it's the whole idea. You have the governor, the sitting governor of Alabama who has said, A, I believe Roy Moore did these things, and B, I'd still vote for him over a Democrat. That's insane. Right. That's absolutely that insane. That is insane. That, that you're, because if pedophilia is not a, a disqualifier. Um, no disqualifier, then nothing is. There's literally... I don't think there's nothing lower than pedophilia short exactly. of murder. Exactly. I mean, it literally is pedophilia and then fucking murder. And, and honestly, I don't know what's worse. Like, I mean, it, it's, it's not really something to debate, but Listen, I mean, it's, it's, what's worse, murder, murder or pedophile? Is, I don't murder's know. Murder's worse just by the smallest of margins, and only that small margin is that the, the person survives. Like, that's the only... When you're looking at the positives of those two incidents, the only thing is that one yeah. person survives and the other person's dead. But that is but, literally yeah, but... the smallest of margin that we're talking about. <laughs> so if you are supporting, defending, especially if you have the nerve, the fucking nerve, to use religion to be like, well, Joseph was an adult when Mary was pregnant. Like, how can you use religion and yet to also pervert religion? Right. It, it, and on top of that, I think this is something that is a common misconception about uh, the times because uh, people are like, well, back in the day, old men used to marry young women all the time. And that is true. But one, first, that's a, you know, we're, we're not talking, we're not living in those times. So 
using that excuse I, is bizarre to me. But on top of that, um, a lot, most of the times, the the common cultural thing was that even if you married a fourteen year old, you didn't consummate your marriage until many years later when they were much older. So, like, you might marry a fourteen year old, but you weren't banging a fourteen year old. That was just that was a bit more uncommon. So not that that's an excuse, but I'm just saying it, it's it's contextual things. And that if are we're going to talk about that time, that period of time, women at that point were seen as almost a piece of property, and since it was a business transaction, then it was a relationship. These were women who often were begin were being given away by their family, either because they got a dowry out of it, or they just had one less mouth to feed, like. The idea that you can equate those two time periods is fucking insane to me. And speaking of just, like, not really seeing women as their full worth, another thing that, why is it still a thing? Rape culture. And this sort of goes into the Roy Moore thing as well. I think about rape culture, and, and things have gotten slightly better in the last few weeks with the whole Harvey Weinstein thing. But still, as we spoke about with Lena Dunham and Gabby Douglas, it's like, the lack of belief in victims, which coupled with the lack of action by police, coupled by the lack of meaningful punishment by judges, leads to this whole concept where even when there are sexual assaults, how often do they actually end up in the courts? How often do they actually end up in front of a judge? And even when they do end up in front of a judge, it's not necessarily yep. a good thing. And Brock, Brock Turner... Brock Turner what got three months or a month or Six something like months that? That was reduced to three on good behavior because of overcrowding. Think think about that. Think about raping someone behind a dumpster and getting six months and only serving three. That's absolutely insane to me. And the most fucked up thing about it is the number of backlogs of rape kits and the number of police departments that destroy those rape kits either because they don't have the finances to run the test or they just don't have the infrastructure or organization to do so. It's one of those things where it's like, there should be in every state, multiple places in every state, people whose only job is to run rape kits. Like, literally just a factory of people who run rape kits, take the DNA... um, evidence and all that stuff, log it, map it, log it into a system, and have it sitting there. The number of cases of people who have done rapes in the past who then go on to become serial rapists who could have been caught if someone had just run their DNA in a national database or even a statewide database is huge. Yeah. Um, since we're talking about like some of these problematic things, like I, I want to ask this. Um, how do how do you think we fix this stuff? Like, how do these things that are things no longer well, become a me, thing? Like, I think about rape culture. Um, what a lot of things. I I almost kind of feel like I wish that we could have almost a separate judicial system that focuses solely on sexual based charges. One that has judges who are um, specifically trained to understand the psychology, the science. Because that's the one thing. You know, again. Harkening back to my true crime thing, um, I've, I've been watching some forensic files a lot, and there's this one case of a guy who 
had raped a couple of people, um, and then had raped and killed another woman, but because of how long her body was out, his DNA, the semen DNA inside of her had denatured a bit. But because the doc, because the science that was used in it was put before a judge who was a biochemistry major, he understood the science, and this guy who might have gotten away um, was charged and convicted. But he, he even said it. He's like, I'm, I'm an anomaly. You know, if I didn't have the science background, most judges would have thrown this out just because they didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. And that's one the thing that we need to work on. Like, we need to have people who have a real understanding of it. We and again, we've spent all this money on tanks that never see the battlefield, on planes that don't work. If we diverted money that we already spend towards actual like equal justice, we could fight these L's. But a woman who is raped shouldn't have to wait three years for her test to be run. She shouldn't have to do the legwork to keep the police and law enforcement accountable for their actions. Yeah, so, so yeah, I, I mean, when it comes to just about all this, you know, whether we're talking about Nazis, rape culture, um, you know, all, all these other things that were like just kind of surprised that this stuff is still, you know, up for talking points and debate. I think the biggest thing is, is uh, awareness and and education because I, I think a lot there's some people, especially in I think uh, when it comes to rape culture among other things, I think there are people who just don't understand the psychology of some of these things. And when you start to understand the psychology of this stuff, then a, a lot of the problems I think go away. I mean, there's also problems of just the wrong people are in charge. You know, these guys who look out for the Brock Turners of the world, like all you can do is shine a light on those people and, and get them out of the way. But um, like when you look at people who ask, well, why are they coming for now? And then you understand the psychology of the victims, you know, uh, who, decide to stay silent because they don't think people because they don't want to be victimized all over again by people who don't believe them or people who want to slut shame them and things like that so you know it, it takes a lot of people some time to come forward it takes a a damn breaking like the weinstein uh thing for people to come forward and when you understand that psychology you start to not hear the well why are they coming for now or you hear less of the slut shaming and the um well if they don't dress provocative things like that you know i think the education is why a lot of people in our generation and the generation after us are are looking at it these things totally and i think a lot of it is just like even if you don't necessarily 100 percent believe the allegation full and through and through people need to start believing enough to do an investigation. That's one of the things I think is so crazy when you think about the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, even the early 2000s. Like, so many people, so many of these rape victims and sexual assault victims went to the police, went to the authorities, went to their bosses, and people just didn't even believe them to the point that when it did come time to be like, oh, you're the fifth person, well, the evidence is gone. The time has passed. Like, even if even if it's not true, we need to protect the victims as much as we need to protect the accused. More than we protect the accused, but yeah. 
Um, I'll take even. I will take it even first. And then we can work <laughs> on more. Yeah, so I think at the end of the day, I think we just need to, you know, empathize a bit more and, and believe people for, you know, for for what they say they are, you know, purport themselves to be. Like, for instance, I had this debate this week about um, whether – I posted this uh, this meme about how somebody was like, when somebody comes to, you know, look at my dog and they're like – oh, such a good boy. And then I'm like, oh, it's a girl. And then they're like, oh, she's such a good girl. It's like, if you can change your pronouns so quickly with a dog, why can't you do the same with a human? And then that prompted a debate where it was like, well, uh, why, why should I have to use the pronouns that they identify with and yada, yada. And I'm like, it's just one of those things. It's like, I think that goes back to, you know, empathy. And I don't understand why you would want to cause hardship on another person, especially when at the end of the day, it doesn't cost you anything. It, it, even if you don't believe in, in transgender people, you know, you don't believe what they're telling you that they are, are men in, in women's bodies or, or women, and vice versa. You know, even if you want to believe that they're some sort of mental disorder, I, which, you know, that's, problematic in so many other ways that I'm not going to touch upon. But it doesn't hurt you at all to to you know use the pronouns that that they choose and that that they identify with. I mean, what does it harm you to call a uh, somebody you think is a man a woman if they choose to identify as a woman? So I think empathy goes a long way to correcting some I of really, these things. I really think you hit the nail on on the head. Like it really Empathy really can work for all these things. You know, if you're, for some odd reason, you're a fan of the of the Confederates in the Civil War, or whatever. Like, whatever you. So what if you pull for treasonous people? I still think you're a piece of shit. But, you know, there's no reason for you to throw that in the face of people who feel, you know, emotional pain because you're flying a Nazi flag or because or not a Nazi flag, a Confederate flag, or because you. Nazi flag, I mean, Nazi too. flag too. No, listen. There's no good reason to ever fly a Nazi flag. I don't. Those yeah. things are fucking pieces of shit, straight up. Um, same thing you said with sexuality. Same thing cultural appropriation. You know, like you just don't need to do these things. Um, and and we were, you know, Halloween just passed by, and in the true tradition of Halloween, you're starting to see all these photos of costumes that were inappropriate that you know have begun to leak. There's a sheriff in, I want to say Texas, who um, she, her husband went as Donald Trump, and she went as Frederica Wilson, the um, the state senator from Florida, who had the whole, you know, conflict with Trump over the... Uh, His remarks yes, to, to the, the widow. widow. So she went, he went as Trump, she went as, as the representative who was black, the sheriff is white, and of course, she went in blackface. And it's one of those scenes where it's like, one, you're an adult, so you should know that's not fucking appropriate. But number two, think about what you're doing to all the people who see you, the people who see you driving around, the as the child who may see you who sees you either mocking their skin, their culture, their being, or the white child at your party that you might influence who makes them think that it's okay. If you were just empathetic for a second, you could have been able to say, this is not appropriate, I don't need to do this, 
I can be this person with my fancy cow- red cowboy hat and red jacket that this woman wears, and I can just explain my costume to people. I don't have to dress. I don't have to go through these links. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And um, on that, I think we're gonna we're gonna leave it at that and and move on to uh, what you're talking about, Willis, because we've we've got a what you're talking about, Willis. That kind of really touches upon that that whole identity and and think about what you're kind of doing why is this a thing what you talking about Willis? story we wanted to talk to um it's about a florida woman whoo boy a florida a white transgender woman from new orleans now in florida uh goes of course florida i was just fucking florida boy um she identifies as a filipino um, and I just, I don't even know what to say. It's one of those things where it's like, listen, you can't be transracial, okay? Um, as no matter how much I try, I can't make myself a different ethnicity. I will never be Japanese, no matter how many, no matter, no matter what I do, okay? I can move to Japan, I can... Do traditional Japanese cultural customs. I can adopt parts of their culture. I can, you know, dive into their culture and make it part of my life. I will never be Japanese. And I, I just don't know what to say about this. It's it's in, it's insane. Right, because here's the thing. Like, I know there are people like, well, if a woman can identify as a man, then why can't a person identify as, as a Filipino or why can't a white woman identify as black? And it's because, you know, to a certain extent, I, I, I can understand that argument. But the problem is, is that culture and race are all like social constructs. You know, what a black person is today was a totally different from 100 years ago, even 200 years ago, because like. John, you and I were, you know, come from the same mother. We're both <laughs> black today, but like 300 years ago, you, depending on the majority of America, you would be considered a colored person while I would be a Negro, yep. you know? So it's like those things are so malleable and it, it has more to do with, it, it, it comes off insulting and disingenuous because just because you like the food and you like the culture doesn't mean that you were born to the wrong culture or something like that because there's no point where like if you were born on another planet you win it and you had no idea of or no concept of being black or being filipino you wouldn't all of a sudden be like man i feel like i'm missing out and and like uh all of a sudden i i want these things that that you quote unquote identify with the culture. I mean, there's one thing to say that you identify with the culture and that you admire the culture. That's okay, but don't just come out and say I am Filipino. That I am that you culture. are that yeah. right because it it does a disservice to the people and and, and their own identity and struggles, especially their so, struggles. Like, because here's the thing, I can say I'm 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 white. I I like country music. I like, you know, whatever things that people look as typical white. But when the police see me, if I rob a bank, no one's going to be like, that white man stole my money. They're going to be like, no, that black dude took my money. Not only that, but I mean, when you say 
certain things like that. Like, even if you said, like, I like country and I like cowboys and all this, and that's why I identify as white, it, it just goes to show you that there's an ignorance there because what you're saying is this is what it means to is, be white. It means to be right or or black or I like rap and hip hop, but there are black people who don't like rap and hip hop and don't dig on greens and chitlins and and pork rinds and shit like that. Like if that's your idea, and like that's where the problematic thing is. Like that is what you identify as the culture. It just goes to show you just how ignorant you are because you don't really know what that culture is. It's like it's more than just all those things and all those a lot of those things. A lot of what people say they identify, like the Rachel Dolezals of the world, it's like they identify with the stereotypes, and, and and it's a lived experience that they will they will never understand. Granted, there I think there are some people like I mean, if you grew up, if you were white and grew up in a, a black family, I I could get that, I guess I I, I would get that, but whatever. Uh, I wanted to talk about because just everybody else was talking about it. Blake Shelton. I just find it funny how Blake Shelton seemed to like unite the world for for this past week because he was nominated as uh, sexiest man alive, and then you get a bunch of people saying, you know, funny things like Blake Shelton isn't even the sexiest Blake alive, or he's not the sexiest person on The Voice alive. He's not the sexiest uh, spouse of uh, what should we call it? Uh, what's her name? Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani. Like, all these things. Yeah, I mean, he kind of, through no fault of his own, uh, became almost a male Lena Dunham where he united all these competing forces together against one great disservice or evil. And, and I would feel bad for him, except, like, some of the things that came out about Blake Shelton, like, a, a bunch of his problematic tweets and his, like, like homophobia and Islamophobia. So, yeah. like, fuck Blake exactly. Shelton. Fuck that dude. And one last, what you're talking about, Willis, before we go. This one had me laughing, and I wanted to talk about it. Um, so, some undercover cops uh, got busted trying to sell drugs to some other undercover cops. And evidently, the two groups were not happy that their operations either were mixing or weren't aware of each other because those two groups of cops ended up getting into a fist fight. Um, so... <laughs> it's, it's imagine being on a corner or across the street from a corner and you see some guys talk and you're like, oh, well, I think they're dealing. Then one group draws guns, the other group draws guns. People are showing badges. When they start pushing each other, and next you know, it's basically like Super Troopers when they were fighting over the trailer full of weed. You know, you got dudes basically held as hostages from the other groups. And they're like, we'll give you Mikey back if you give us uh, Charlie and, and, and Tiff, you know. And obviously yeah. there's, uh, there's going to be an investigation because one of the cops got sent to the hospital and had to stay overnight. Uh, two other were treated for injuries on location and then were sent home. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, funny, funny times. times we live in. <laughs> funny times. Uh on that note, we want to thank you all for listening. And as always, speak your truth, tell your story. And stay well. Okay, okay, that needs to stop. That needs to, we need to not do that again. I'm going to do it again because that's how I always sing it at the end, so. No! You can find John at TempeWMF on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find his other stuff at TempeWorld.com. 
And you can find Reggie at Hedonis. That's H-I-D-D-A-N-A-S. He co-hosts In My Humble Opinion and the Cinema Chat Podcast. 